0: Now you listen here Pip Pip, a racist mind is a racist kind. Now you, you you take that to sleep with you tonight because I know, it's not, I'm not going to change hearts and minds in a day. You don't give a man a peanut, expect him to have a farm the next day. But it's alright. It's alright. One day we will all be equal on this earth. Until then I'm going to give you a kiss muffin.
1: Commit more crimes than poor whites. That's a fact.
0: Welcome to Oops! I talk Politics, a left like political podcast where we talk about pop culture in, in an obnoxious political way. And that's the first time in a long time we have actually had that description be accurate. I'm Sly. I'm Ryan. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. Welcome, everyone. Uh, we Yay. made it. We made it. <laughs> yeah! jinx. Ah, now we're adopting that trademark to this show too, cause that's, cause it. Actually, makes more sense here. Actually, we yeah. made it. After another yeah. week is like a struggle. So, uh,
2: my usual disclaimer: we're recording Monday night, March twenty seventh at eight o'clock.
0: So we don't know about the end, how you know how Trump launched a nuke against North Korea or anything like that. So <laughs> yeah. uh, keep that in mind. Uh, so the topic this week, uh, like I mentioned, we're finally going back to pop culture in a weird way. We're going to uh, talking... more like poop culture. Haha. <laughs> and this is a topic that. I find important. Uh, Ryan does not, and we're gonna discuss it. <laughs> okay, yeah, we're gonna talk about gamers and their culture. I am a gamer, yep,
1: and and like YouTubers and pretty much like youth culture.
0: Yes. So, we talked about this with uh, Ryan, and we're like, we should do a topic about how game gamers are kind of, like, leaning towards... Uh, I the bet all, Sly's right. about to make me look way worse than yes. I actually was. I will. So, I was like, we should do this, and Daryl's like, yeah, it's a good idea. And Ryan's like, I don't know. Even though uh, Daryl and Phil and you, Sly, have all done topics you're not interested in, this is the one topic I'm not interested in, so we shouldn't do this episode. You <laughs> forgot yeah. where he
3: said, he, you forgot where he said Heil Hitler the whole time.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But uh, finally, I managed to convince him, saying, okay, come on, but this is how, uh, this has affected our culture, this is, uh, we argue that this is where a bunch of Trump supporters are coming from, and stuff like that, and Ryan's like, okay,
2: uh, my tyrannical self will deign to let you guys yeah. speak on this topic, so and- thank you, Ryan. <laughs> You're welcome. And another thing I want to point out is, I was like, I don't know, guys, do people give a shit about this? And since I said that, we have had four or five different threads on our Facebook group that are, like, probably the most heated threads we've had. So I guess people care about.
1: Yeah, this. it's fine because th- those threads get more heated than actual like political threads.
3: Yeah, well, this is this is political. It is like a. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was just talking and, about and, like th- the actual government as opposed to like
3: YouTuber yeah. rights. But I think yeah. it's easier for people to get invested in something that is near and dear to their heart, like video games, than policy. You know, from the Senate. You know,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. This this is this is a perfect topic for our show, where politics and pop culture mix, and everyone's actually interested in listening to it, unlike
2: most episodes we make. <laughs> <laughs> I I was like, oh, slice like pitching like this great thing and then he has to just be like but we're shit yeah we're, you see 1st episode sure you're watching
0: stop after this we're done uh <laughs>
2: also stop watching because it's a podcast and again <laughs> there's not viewers <laughs> they're listeners sly. don't know how many times we have to go over this <laughs> they can watch the audio on the screen move in their podcast play. That, right, yeah that's you. what they're doing right yeah now. exactly
1: Uh,
0: Please like, subscribe, and comment if you're doing that right now. (laughs) So uh, just to get our thoughts, initial thoughts, me and Daryl will get into our thoughts because we think it's important. Daryl and I. Fuck you. (laughs) Daryl and I think this is important, but uh, Ryan and Phil, first Ryan, what are your thoughts going into uh, this topic? Okay,
2: I just like, I remember like when Gamergate exploded and all that stuff, and I just, I was like, oh, it's, I felt like it was just like, internet nerds being internet nerds and like, it was terrible. Don't get me wrong. Like it's really toxic, but I didn't really see how it affected like the country. And I just didn't make the connection of like the rise of the alt right. Like when people were like, Oh, Pepe the frog and stuff. I just didn't see how that like mattered big picture. But I, since I've said we shouldn't do this episode, I've seen a lot more of it. (laughs)
3: Phil, what are your thoughts? I actually kind of agree. And uh, as as someone who I consider myself a gamer, like of all my nerd hobbies, uh, gaming is what I do the most. It's like most of my free time is... Yeah,
0: like your two your personality traits are you like Final Fantasy, you like uh, civil rights documentaries, and you like <laughs> and you like anime. Exactly.
3: But, uh, you know, Final Fantasy comes first. Gaming yeah. is, <laughs> is, more, <laughs> is more important to me. Um, but I also kind of... I keep out of the whole like community... Aspect of it because, in my experience, most gaming communities are pretty toxic. Um, So, I pretty much ignored Gamergate. I pretty much don't hear news about things like, you know, JonTron or whatever. I I stay out of it and I don't care about it too much. But, like Ryan said, the more I think about it and the more I see in uh, like young people that are really into these kinds of personalities, I do understand why it's more important, even though I personally don't give a shit.
2: Yeah, because I had a hard time seeing how it mattered more than other parts of nerd culture like you know terrible things that happen like at conventions when like a lot of female cosplayers are like you know grabbed and like forced to take pictures and stuff and like how I so many comic fans are like these fucking SJWs are ruining everything and like those people are terrible but I didn't see why gaming culture and the rise of the alt-right on YouTube mattered more than those other toxic places same.
0: I'm going to explain to you guys how it matters. Let me mansplain uh, this. <laughs> Let me mansplain to you guys, you fucking SJW <laughs> bullshit piece of shit. We we're, we prefer the term snowflake. So right. <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm going to start with discussing Gamergate and how we got to this point.
3: So do you know, do you know even to this day, I do not know what Gamergate was about. You don't. So I'm going to
2: explain to you. I hear it's about ethics and video game journalism. I literally
0: true? tuned that whole thing out, and I was like, I do not care. Oh. A- man. And it is it is really relevant uh, that you don't care, because I because I think that's a big mistake. Everyone made, even me to an extent, but I'll get into it. So,
2: I like the caveat, explain. everyone made a mistake. Me, but not as much as you. Yeah, did. to an
3: extent.
2: <laughs> as much as Sly can fuck up. That was <laughs> Sly, kind of Aaron, but not as much as a regular pleb. But... <laughs> yeah. I remember one of my friends explained to me, like, all of the, like, the video game journalism stuff. And I was like, that doesn't sound like that big of a deal, like, whatever. And then I saw so many terrible, terrible people use that same defense. And I was like, oh, is my friend terrible? (laughs) So uh, Gamergate
0: started with... Zoe Quinn. So Zoe Quinn uh, had a game called Depression Quest, and it got a bunch of favorable reviews. And one of them was by Nathan Grayson. No, no,
1: no, that was not a review. It was featured in the article, which is like, the Gamergate stuff drives me mad because everyone talked about that she got a favorable review. And it's like nepotism.
0: I was going to make that correction, but that's what they accused it of. That was, it was in a favorable review, okay. but it wasn't a favorable review. Okay. And that's what they said. They gave... Uh, the, uh, uh, they had... Grayson and Quinn had a favorable... Had a relationship, and he gave her a favorable review. This is fucking corruption. We need ethics in journalism. And that was their argument. Whenever they harass people on uh, uh, that they found unethical, they say, "Oh, it's about ethics in general. Not about sexism. It's not about this. We're harassing you because we want to make sure you're being ethical." And the harassment, this harassment type stuff is,
3: I, I think, it's actually much more widespread than people think. And they yeah. like witch hunting is a big problem on a lot of forums, uh, where people who feel like they're all white knights are like, "I'm going to go and enforce the law by finding out someone's address." Mailing them death threats.
2: Yeah, that's the thing yeah. is, a lot of people don't understand. They make the disconnect where they're like, "Oh, well, people are mean to them on Twitter. Just log out of Twitter." It's like, yeah. no, but they like find out where you live and will like order a thousand pizzas every day to your house and yes. harass
1: your family. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, yes, yes.
0: I guess into the article I'm I'm, I'm reading. Uh, it's from Newsweek and it's about Gamergate. Uh, is Gamergate about media ethics or harassment? Harassment. The data shows, and it was published in. 2014 by Taylor Wolford. Basically, she... um, Sounds like fake news. They had data gathered from... Sorry, I'm really bad at finding this
2: information off the top of my head. Good thing you're the editor, Sly.
0: (laughs)
1: Oh, Gamergate. It all all started because her, like, scorned boyfriend, because she had been... Since she's a game developer, she goes around doing a lot of different game shows, and she had been cheating on him. And so he wrote up his this giant manifesto, and he was shopping around for places for people to get, like, outraged and angry that she had done this. And he got banned from a couple forms, I think, like, Something Awful and another form. And then he finally picked up traction on 4chan's V. And so from... Well, of course. Yeah, and so from there, they decided it's like, oh, wow, like, look what she did. Like, she cheated on... It. Like, you can't... Like, we can't let this woman that dyes her hair do this. She, she thinks she's a gamer girl, but she's not... And then, oh,
2: that whole fake gamer girl thing? Yeah, they,
1: they were accusing her of all that, and then they started combing through any kind of history she had with any other guys she slept with. And that's when they found Nathan Grayson, who made an article that was like, How do hey... How they
2: find this stuff out?
1: Because you, well, you can dox them, first of all, which she got doxed. And you just search her name into Google. Like, anytime she appears on a website, you're going to find
0: out what website oh, it okay, is. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, so get to the actual article. So uh, Newsweek found some inform- information from Brandwatch, and they aggregated information to see, like, wh- how much information was directed towards actually maintaining ethics journal and how much was just blatant harassment. And if they found, like, uh, we mentioned, Zoe Quinn and-, and Grayson were at the head of this uh, controversy. Uh, Zoe Quinn, who's a developer, got the hashtag GamerGate uh, aimed at her 10,400 times, while Grayson only got 732 times. And he's the one who's doing the unethical thing. Oh, allegedly. Yes, he's the unethical journalist. Allegedly. But apparently the woman that supposedly causes unethical uh, shit is being the one harassed instead. The female uh, developer. This
1: was the consistent problem with Gamergate as it continued to expand and roll out is that they at, they always attacked and targeted women first and foremost. Because yeah. soon after that, um, Anita Sarkeesian released a video and she does a, a Tropes vs... Or tropes and feminism?
0: Tropes, or- tropes versus, tropes versus uh, feminism, Yeah, I think. And her,
1: her videos are, like, neat and informative, and they just try and deconstruct games and show it's like, hey, where are there problems against women in here? And she's been, like, yelled at the whole time for a long time. But yeah. when Gamergate exploded and then her next video came out, people started, like, attacking her like mad and being like, this is exactly the problem. Like, look what we're doing to gaming. Gaming used to be about fun. I don't want politics in games. This used to be about just, like
0: what games objectively were. Yeah. Anita Cacarcusian is a great example and that's what the article gets into because her only fault was that she was a vocal critic against sexism in gaming. She was only criticizing the gaming culture. She was not uh, doing anything unethical according to the fucking standards they were talking about. Yeah, she's related to no journalists. Yeah. Yeah, but she got... 35,188 tweets since September 1st to this article. The two, Her and Brianna Wu, another, another female game developer, talked about Gamergate. The two of them got more uh, uh, tweets at them than any all the game journalists combined.
2: When I found out about Gamergate and people told me about it, I was shocked to find out that Anita Sarkeesian didn't actually have anything to do with it. Yeah. Because I thought like sh- they were mad at her for actually doing something, yes, not same. just talking I, about it.
3: I've heard her name in, in relation to Gamergate so many times... I assumed she, I, I again, I didn't look into this at all, but I assumed she did something
1: that pissed people off. That's how effective the Samir campaign is against her, where you're like, yeah. you think her name they you think Gamergate, but she'd been doing her thing, like, you know, months and months I mean, before. I didn't
2: take it seriously. I don't want you to think that I was like, oh, yeah, fuck. So, I want to throw Ryan on the bus a bit some more. <laughs> so, <laughs> when, we, when
0: this is going on, Ryan said to me, uh, in his milk toast, centrist bullshit way, oh, I, re- I heard about this Gamergate stuff. Uh, they all sound like assholes to me. Fuck them all both well, them all. Did you, I say did... that? <laughs> yeah, you basically to say that. When? Well, the first- you only mentioned like twice to me and the first time you mentioned it you said like, oh, they do all sound like assholes to me. The the people on both sides, you said. I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, cause cause you're trying to have your selective memory you fucking look to a centrist piece of shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or sly on some really insane grudges.
2: I mean, yeah, I don't... I don't, I didn't really
3: know
0: what it was back then. So. He goes to sleep at night thinking about those words like, oh, I'm going to kill him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm going to start a podcast.
0: I don't bring that up just to throw the buy on the bus. It's like, just a bonus. I bring that up because this was a general uh, thread during the time, and I felt like maybe I was wrong for caring about it and being horrified by it. Because most people I know, like, the forums, political forums I followed, they banned discussions of Gamergate. The, the news shows, political news shows I followed refuse to talk about it say we're not going to talk about gamergate and because they all said this is just internet bullshit we're not going to talk about it so i'm like am i wrong for thinking this is a bad sign for our culture
1: this this got attention it might not be as much as like some people thought that they should research it But, i mean Sarkeesian mm-hmm. was so popular in gang attack so much she appeared on the cbi report and they made a csi episode after her because of the amount of harassment there was there, she
0: was, got. there was some serious uh uh treatment but a lot of the the the, the cultures i followed the cultures the communities i followed <laughs> they all act like this is just internet bullshit don't care about it and like phil and ryan said like they didn't care about it like this is just internet. yeah shit.
2: i i thought it was just
0: internet
1: garbage i think to a g- degree you could assume that because this was this seemed to be like a gaming related problem where it's like well what's the problem with like men accepting more diversity into their games like what is like it, it doesn't seem like it would extend beyond this to other realms
2: yeah, because that's the thing is, like, we see in nerd culture, we see shit like this all the time, where it's just, like, some change that some nerd thing does, and everyone's up in arms, like, but it, I didn't Even the stupidest it, things. Like, yeah, the uh, stupidest it, when things. Overwatch was coming
3: out, and one of the characters had a pose that showed her butt, and then people were angry, because they're like, does not fit her character? And then other people were like, oh my god, the SJWs are here now, they're here to- they're d- blizzards giving in to their demands- Making them change the butt pose, and I'm just like... Again, uh, I really... I, I tuned most of the stuff Yeah,
2: because most of it is just, like, toxic culture, but, like, yeah. annoying. I didn't realize that game stayed. But the difference stayed. there
1: is that none of these people had to call the police and change their dress yeah, because of it.
0: I agree. But also, also uh, the communities that do have these outrages, they, they become the, the breeding grounds for the alt-right. Like, they get angry at all the social SJWs,
2: fucking up their games... And that... Well, that's the thing. In recent time, I am I agree with you now, Sly, that this stuff is important. Yeah, so that gets into my next article.
0: Sorry, I have three. Uh, I'm a hog. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just want to read this article by Vox. Uh, how the alt-right similar is mended to white supremacy. It uh, A quote from David Futrell. He's a journalist who spent the last five, past five years uh, up to this article, uh, 2016, uh, uh, maintaining... Uh, is it 2016
2: mend... before or after the
0: election? Uh, after the election. Okay. Point. And he, uh, he had a men's right watch kind of site. Mm. And uh, he had a quote uh, From the star, Gamergate was based on the same sense of agreed entitlement that drives all right, and many Trump voters. While Trump warned of the purity dangers of Mex- Muslims and Mexicans invading America, Gamergate talked about the dangers of so called justice warriors invading the world of gaming. Many defined gaming as a male safe space, and so it was no coincidence they focused most of their anger as supposed female interlopers. And he says, uh, and the article says, Futrelli point, pointed out to Vox that Gamergate's explicit sexism led to many of his members to 4chan, and the 4 even more extreme sibling, 8chan, which became a haven for Gamergate after the movement was officially booted off 4chan from misogyny. In these enclaves, Futrelli said, there were hordes of neo-quasi-Nazis, some ironic Nazis, but others utterly sincere, ready to tell them that it wasn't just gaming that needed saving, but Western civilization itself. Great,
3: great. Mm-hmm. See, I... I still kind of don't give a shit, because if... Like, I understand that this is a problem, and this is a toxic community breeding alt-right motherfuckers, but, like, you can find that... You can go on so many mainstream sites now and find this. Like, Reddit is full of these people.
0: 4chan... I mean... And you're w- saying this, you're saying you're saying you're saying that it's, the fact that it's a trend is, that makes it no big deal. That, that's why I'm saying. It is a big deal because it is a trend. These people are everywhere now. I'm not saying it's no big deal. What
3: I'm saying is the reason I don't care about it personally and sit there and say I'm so mad about Gamergate is because I could go to many many places on the internet full of this type type of toxic community, and I, I, don't, generally sit and go to these places and engage with them generally. Because you uh, get banned. Well, because I get banned from the Donald, but. Generally, I don't even go to these places because it's it's you're not going to change their minds for the most part, and there are literally thousands of these people posting all the time. Like you can go to most four chan boards and find this type of vitriol and nonsense. And I know Gamergate is more mainstream, maybe, but if I sat if I sat here, (laughs) yeah, if (laughs) I sat here all day and just went to different online communities that were being sexist and racist and white supremacists uh you know i could i could spend my whole life doing that my
0: my, my point isn't to make you say go on forms and argue with people that's that's not a, that's not a, we all know folk... that where sly stands on talking to people he disagrees yeah. with you, you have to punch people in the face no but but what the question is like there's a culture of i i don't want women touching the things i like and there's a culture of these sjw's are restricting freedom uh, uh what is that what is, is is there stuff we could do to prevent that leak from happening? Is there a way to and, and it might even just be regulatory and making Twitter and other uh, groups in, uh enforce their law their their fucking rules better but is is this, or is this just a helpless thing we're going to have these alt-right beating grounds and we're just going to have more trumps voted in people like how can you how can you
3: possibly get rid of this when men have been acting like this for thousands of years? And but you but you can uh,
0: men have been active but it wasn't so mainstream to act like this that's not, I don't think that's true I, I, people have been over people, people for, for the last like uh, 90s people have acted like this for all the time but generally if you have, uh, that's why the SJW people uh, anti-SJW people hate it because they're like uh, we used to be able to say this stuff in public against uh these women and stuff, and now we act like it's the worst thing in the world if we say these things about when the world a woman.
2: But I don't think it's getting worse. I think it's the same. It's just yeah. people are calling them on their I think it's getting that. worse.
0: I'm going to get into my next, my third article, uh, what Gamergate should have talked, taught us about the alt-right. And this is what really uh, scares okay. me the most. So, and uh, this article brings up a good point uh, by Matt Lees. His, he writes, The greatest trait for Gamergate, though, those actually appear to represent many left-leaning ideals, stamping out corruption in the press, pushing for better ethical practices, battling for openness. There's similarities here. Who may support Trump because it promised to end to put an end to broken neoliberalism, to drain the swamp of establishment corruption. And this is the thing that scares me the most because the, another article I, I saw, which from an, from a Gamer, GamerGate supporter, pointed out that a lot of GamerGates aren't all the right technically because when they have surveys about them, a lot of them identify as liberal. They vote for liberal parties in other elections, but now they're all voting for Trump. So it, it has. There's something here. These people, they, they consider themselves freedom-loving, they consider themselves a positive influence, but somehow they're all being convinced that the SJWs, they're the regressive left. That's a term they, yeah. we're, they're called yeah. now. They're the regressive left. And if you say this is not a big deal, I think it is a big deal. This is a growing... I never First of all, the term regressive left never existed in my until recently, literally. So And now it's something that uh, has caught on, the idea that... The left, as, as the left that uh, we identify with, the one that likes feminism, that likes minorities being treated well, that's some kind of li- liberalism that defies actual liberalism because it's ignoring the dangers of Islam. It's 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 treating women better than men. It's being unjust. It's, it's treating feelings over actual freedoms, and that's the scary part.
3: Hmm. I agree, and it's I it's hard I, for me to argue against it. Yeah, like I agree with that, and uh, like I've told you guys. Uh, the more time I, I lurk on places like Are the Donald, like I see this mentality constantly, of people who they they don't obviously most people don't consider themselves fascists, but like they really think like we are the ones who actually love freedom. Um, the leftists are trying to force us to think this way, say these things, censor ourselves. Um, but I don't know what the solution to that is.
0: Yeah, I mean, neither. I'm just I'm, I'm just talk, pausing this out that this is something we should keep keep an eye out, and it's not just. It's Uh, something that's always existed and it's nothing we should worry about I think it's a maybe at one point it was just nerd culture but nerd culture is becoming more mainstream every day gamers are games in general are one of the biggest markets in America gamers are a huge and you can see this, consider this as a side uh, side effect of gaming becoming more mainstream because now all the toxic things about nerd culture are
2: becoming more mainstream as well I mean I think that all like gamer gaming is obviously a bigger culture than like let's say comic books but i've seen yeah. the same thing in comic shops where there's you go into a comic shop and it's one of two things it's either a bunch of old guys complaining about like everything like oh they're making all these characters gay and now they're black what is this all about Or it's, like, a bunch of new fans or a bunch of, like, diverse fans that are super, super uncomfortable in those environments. And I've seen people come into comic shops that read comic books and be pushed out by these, like, all right guys. And I... It's something that we're seeing kind of across the board, but what makes... Is it just the sheer number of participants that makes yes. the gaming culture it's, it's more? Their,
1: it's them and their, the magnitude of their voices. Because that's the thing. Yeah. Like Phil was saying, that how you were saying, it doesn't seem like there's anything special about Gamergate, but there's never been that highly coordinated of an attack against women and that many people also buying into the ideology because they're being suckered in. Because they're believing yeah. that it's like, you know, I didn't like that Mass Effect 3 got such a high rating from IGN when I didn't like the ending. It, there's something there. And then they get bought in. They've listened to these arguments, and it pushes them more towards the right. It's not just about, like, alt-right trolls, like, reveling in this. It's the fact that they're bringing in more people to join them. And that's what Gamergate was a huge part of, is it got a huge amount of gamers being like, I don't want politics in game. Like, I'm sick of this. And it's teaching them slowly that it's like, you know, white pride is a pretty cool thing, right? Like, you're happy to be you. Like, don't you yeah. want to be represented in games? Like, when there's another female main character in a game, isn't that, like, weird? Like, don't you hate the good, direction this is going in?
0: A good example is Milo Yiannopoulos. Milo Yiannopoulos himself that he, he doesn't really care about politics but uh, he like he cares about GamerGate, he cares about Trump. I, I
1: really want to point out he and Mike Cernovich, who was on 60 Minutes recently, both of them hit a massive boom in popularity because of GamerGate.
0: And and uh, Mike Cernovich calls himself all right. So people some people argue whether Milo Yiannopoulos is all right. Mike Cernovich calls himself all right. Uh, so uh, so, people say there's no connection between All-Right and Gamergate. One of the biggest heads of Gamergate became an All-Right it's, leader. It's
2: funny that you brought up, Milo, because I was going to say the most comparable thing to Gamergate that I've seen was the Ghostbusters Leslie Jones thing. Where yeah. like a bunch of nerd culture decided that this woman was in a movie they didn't want to exist, so they like really harassed her at a level that... like. Yeah, th- that's yeah, it's just specifically
1: horrible. a Gamergate tactic, where you just get a whole bunch of people to jump on one woman.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you so, think,
3: though, that these people, who were all raising their pitchforks uh, during Gamergate, like, do you, th- do you think they would not have been Trump supporter
0: types anyway, after? They might have, but the, the, the community was there before Trump started his campaign. Like, that community migrated to Trump. So, because like just like now, if if a socialist runs now, they'll have the entire Bernie support team behind them. Versus when Mm -hmm. he when you first ran, where no one really supported him at all. Yeah,
1: it's it's a good question, and I could see like people being bought over into it. It's just that this is this really did help push people directly towards uh, this avenue.
0: Uh, before we move on, I think we should clarify a few terms: uh, doxing and the aggressive left.
1: Yeah, doxing is the search for and publishing of private or uh, information about a particular individual on the internet, uh, typically with malicious intent. Thank you, Google. And it, <laughs> it it's about it's basically where you uh, find out where someone lives and you publish all that information online or what they've done.
2: Now, is, is, like, if you were to, like, hack somebody's stuff and leak their personal stuff, like pictures and stuff, does that count, or is it only, like, yeah. their... That counts? Okay. Yeah,
1: it's basically any kind of way of using electronic devices to find information on someone. Okay. Typically, you're stealing it from them, yeah.
0: Like Ryan mentioned, uh, Leslie Jones and Milo's controversy, what happened is uh, Milo and his band of trolls on Twitter, they found pictures of her nude, and they posted them online.
2: I mean, we and just then, saw last week a bunch of pictures leaked. And what is a regressive left, Phil? So
3: this term that you might hear a lot, the regressive left, refers to people on the left wing, politically, like liberals, who many people feel are not actually um, supporting the things they say they do in in terms of like, we say we want, you know, freedom for people, but we support censorship. Uh, We support multiculturalism and Islam, when meanwhile, in their view, uh, Muslims want to come over and take away our you know rights for gays rights for women etc um
2: so like is that like because i always see these memes where it's like i'm pro gay unless you're islam then it's then you could do then you could stone them and yeah exactly, like, exactly Stuff like, like that
1: yeah it's being tolerant to a fault Okay. yeah like you're, you're tolerant of people
3: who are intolerant of the things you value like we yeah. support western values but we want to bring in people who do not um or we censor people who are freedom loving or like um,
1: breitbart erroneously reported that there's this one guy that yelled at a um a shooter and then he was arrested later because it's like how dare you yell at this killer
0: <laughs> so another a big reading round of uh right is youtube to the point that uh the head of uh prison planet actually bragged about how the left has entirely lost the youtube what is
2: prison planet
0: it's one of alex jones's oh okay station. and uh so Daryl, tell us about some of these YouTubers. well
1: not only that but now what's cur- currently going on is that you have companies like uh kia and johnson and johnson and verizon and i think mcdonald's and they're slowly pulling ads from uh, Google and YouTube because they're like we don't want to be attached to hate speech. We don't want people to think of our brands when they when the videos are attached like to hate speech. And like pulling ads videos. from
2: YouTube is a huge, like that's a huge market.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah. Google's a big company. Yeah. It's pretty you know, crazy that. What, just... What's
2: so funny is that. Uh...
3: People on the left are like, oh my god, YouTube is becoming this alt-right breeding ground. And when you, literally, when you go to any of these alt-right forums and communities, they're like, YouTube is just this cucked website that we can't use anymore because it, it's all leftists uh, censoring <laughs> our speech.
2: So you, you guys might not know the answer to this, but when they do advertising on YouTube, they just pick ads, like, randomly and play them on random yep. videos, right? But basically, yeah. based on demographics and, like, what like yeah. people click on before yeah, and stuff like that. right so like you so like mcdonald's could have ads on like white supremacist videos and they just because sure. like demographics yeah okay. yeah
1: no white supremacists like fries and yeah so fries. they're like wendy's now seriously they're like all against mcdonald's now
3: because
0: mcdonald's talks shit about trump yeah oh really so now yeah, they're, now they're all
3: like, Wendy's <laughs> is so much better. I, I would, Baconators are the best.
2: I mean, Wendy's is better than McDonald's. Yeah, but yeah. Right, well, no, it doesn't matter. Uh, does that make me a Nazi? Because I like ch- spicy chicken
1: sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to cover two different people who have, like, two different uh, controversies surrounding them. The latter are far more serious than the former. The first is uh, PewDiePie, whose real name is Felix Schalberg. In case you didn't yep. know, Felix is YouTube's most popular star. He's currently standing at 54 million subscribers with wow. a total of o- over a dozen billion views across all of his videos.
2: Did he make like a insane amount of money? Yeah, he makes,
1: team? according to Forbes, he made like 15 million in uh, 2015.
3: Yeah, I and think. we get excited
2: yeah. when we crack 100 downloads on one of these fucking episodes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's,
3: he's also been there for quite a... He's been there since the beginning, really. Yeah,
2: yep. yeah,
0: he's one of the, he's probably the most mainstream example. Like, for a long time, he was like the youtube gamer like yep everyone everyone at some point probably like if they're getting into youtube they probably watch what it does at
2: some he point. do
1: he plays games well now he does more like prank videos and stuff with other people but he got famous by playing games like amnesia the dark descent and having his face cam in the corner and screaming over stuff
2: oh okay so like he did he like pioneer that whole thing
1: uh, it's hard to say who pioneered it. He was definitely one of the big faces that did it. Yeah, like, okay. big mainstream one. Yeah, it wouldn't be as popular without him. Definitely. So, um, in early January, Schalberg was dropped from Disney's Maker Studios program following inquiries from the Wall Street Journal, and shortly thereafter, his exclusive web series for YouTube Red was canned. And, uh, the Wall Street Journal article in question that got Schalberg in hot water was Disney severs ties with PewDiePie after anti-Semitic posts. Which is, he doesn't post, he makes videos, which is kind of silly. Um, <laughs> well, it's technically like a video post, I guess. Post it's like listeners
0: and viewers, you know, they're interchangeable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, is that that actually written like me, I can't keep it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but they cover different instances in which he invokes Nazi imagery. The most famous being where he paid two Indian guys on Fiverr, a, a website where he paid people to do stuff, like small stuff. And um, they, he paid two Indian guys to hold up a sign that said, death to all Jews. As an attempt to, he's showing you it's like how you can get away with anything on that platform.
0: So, what was it wasn't like just edgy uh, internet commentary humor? It was actually to prove a point.
1: Yeah, interesting. Well, I mean, I again, a, a big thing with him is a lot of his humor is edgy.
0: It is edgy, but I wasn't because like he he, he became famous for like like, yelling rape and stuff like that in his videos. Yeah, which he he
1: changed after a lot. He also said the n word quite a bit, and that he changed when he got a lot of criticism for that stuff. But here, he actually makes a stand against it.
2: Oh, so but there is a history of him having some controversial stuff. Oh yeah. Okay. It's
1: it's because he's just like he started streaming when he was young, like eighteen or something. So, but he started changing when he became
0: more more like marketable, and like got money behind him.
1: Um, the He's tricky thinking. thing I discussed back in the Facebook thread that we had on this, on the Upside Talks Politics group, is that Wall Street Journal, there's, like, five instances of him using Nazi imagery. And two of the instances are actually taken out of context. Like, one of them is where he says, because he, he has a hate boner for the media, because all they do is they, they try and, like, bring him down, but just talk about the money he makes. And it's like, does, do YouTubers really deserve this?
0: You um, should take your life away, you piece
1: of shit. Um, in one of the examples, he says, like, the media takes everything out of context, watch, and then it's him watching a video of uh, Hitler's speech while well, he's in Nazi garb, and it's like, I bet they'll take that out of context. And Wall Street Journal did use, like, text with that video in the background that over it seems being, like... That like,
2: so easy to not do <laughs> from the media perspective. Yeah, well... But, but
0: this, is what, this, is, this is a good point, because this is what uh, uh, gamers hate. Like, people, like, nerds... People, all the people on the... The anti-PC bullshit hate, because uh, basically, like, now they have to watch everything they're doing, because they're afraid people, like, uh, even if people take it out of context, and just, like, using the word will... I've um, had a number
3: of people tell me that uh, all the bad things that, like, Trump says, like, they're just taken out of context, like, it's just, like, this is a common thing the media does, they just take mm-hmm. your word, set out of context. That's the and...
2: thing that bothers me when, like, the Wall Street Journal did that, because... All it takes is you do that that one time, and then don't issue a correction or anything, and then the next time somebody plays a, a, a in context clip from Trump, they're gonna say like, "Oh, it's just taken out of context, just like the PewDiePie story." Yeah, like I said, the, the media is culpable for this. Yeah, uh,
0: but like like we, like we talked about like last time, like there's a difference between the media and like the fake news. There is, but they they brought the distrust on themselves. But like a lot for of example,
2: ways. like when the New York Times po- published that story about Trump taking down the bust of Martin Luther King. And it turned out to be wrong that he just moved it down the hall. Then they issued a redaction. And even though Trump still ripped them apart for it all the time, they made a mistake and did what they were supposed to do. When you stand behind the shitty thing, it makes it so much harder to convince anybody of anything.
1: This, This is a bit like more nuanced, though, because it's like he's still making their thing is he wasn't. Their argument is that he's making these jokes that can be seen as anti-Semitic, and even him saying the media takes everything out of context, and then he starts saluting Hitler. It's like you're still saluting Hitler that's as your true, joke. That's true. But
3: we, but the, uh, the, we do similar things sometimes. where we're like yeah. we're obviously we're, we're pretending to be like far right, could, like fascists, but like we still do say offensive
0: things sometimes. That's
1: true. Like how you said hi Hitler in the beginning yeah. of this. Yeah. <laughs> but imagine if
0: somebody takes all the quotes I like, said about fascist Phil and somebody writes an article saying even according to his co-host Phil a fascist <laughs> who worship Hitler or something like that. Like that would be bullshit. Like these are just edgy jokes we're making but we don't believe
2: them. Yeah. I mean even just in the nature of the podcast both this one and divisive issues we've said a lot of shit that like if we were famous would get us in trouble. That's what I mean. We've
3: been made jokes like on our feminism in comics issue we were just like yeah women shouldn't be you know working or whatever anyway. Yeah, Like those kinds of jokes can get us in trouble. But Daryl,
2: you mentioned, you mentioned five... They use five instances, and two of them yeah. were taken out of context. Are the other three terrible?
1: Like, for real? No, it's just him making, like... It's, like, one of them's him showing a picture of Hitler over the intro to Evangelion. Like, the music. It's just dumb, <laughs> stupid stuff. Yeah, it's just stuff like that. Where There's another one where there was, uh... I believe it was on Fiverr, where there was this... Uh, Guy that dressed up like Jesus and you could pay him to say stuff. And one of the things he said was like, hey, Hitler did nothing wrong. And then the Fiverr company took them down. Since they're an Israel-owned corporation, PewDiePie made the joke, it looks like the Jews fucked Jesus over again. And it's, it's just it's it's just jokes like that where it's like if you consistently keep doing it, it can be seen as like I got you, you're, I got you're you. banging on this drum.
0: And here's a big problem because a lot of people start out as ironic Nazis – uh, but, like, on the other like on on the other hand, it is, uh, like, with making it public, it is bad. Because the more you do it, the more okay it becomes.
2: And it's hard to contextualize something when you're that popular. So yeah. there's a lot of people that are going to see, like, one video for the first time without yeah, the context yeah. the,
1: of it. The Fiverr video, for reference, got, I think, 11 million views.
3: I think the most important aspect of this whole thing is not necessarily, like, um, the content, as much as the audience, is largely very, very young people. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I PewDiePie came up in like, a, uh, in my middle school class, and all the seventh and eighth graders all knew him and had watched all his videos. Like, these are pretty. These are these are twelve year olds, right? So they, yeah, they are not maybe as able to distinguish. They don't
2: understand the nuances of a satire on the media.
3: Right. And they think this is funny to joke about Hitler and Jews and things like that. Um, But, you know, uh, Christy was actually telling me that in, I forget what grade it was, fourth or fifth grade, you know, she asked them, all the kids, like, what uh, do you want to do when you grow up? And, like, almost half of them said they want to be YouTubers. Mm -hmm. Like, this is, these are people they admire and look up to and say, like, I want to be like them. Yeah. So when kids are you're like your main audience. Uh, I think it does get a lot more problematic. Like I hope 12 year olds aren't listening to this at the,
2: at the same time though. Like this was a big argument used in the eighties when like Tipper Gore came after the music industry. And like, it was again used big after Columbine where for censorship of music. And like, I, you know, that's something that I fall on the anti-censorship side of. And like me too. Me too. And, and that's one of the things is like, if you view YouTubers as creating a an art project product and, like, they're creative people, you know, like, I don't think you should censor a record if it is questionable. I don't know about, you know, but also at the same time, I don't expect, if you have an album that's a satire on the Holocaust, I don't expect you to get fucking contracts with Disney either. Yeah, I think it's fair. That's, I, I agree.
0: Yeah, so, like, but my my thing is, my thing about this is always that they... Like ideally they will be better role models for kids but they're not and probably if you made them better role models they'll be less appealing to kids they'll be more milk toast bullshit Yeah
2: like like did we did we avoid edgy fucking things when we were 12 Yeah and like you have uh,
0: clean gamers, they just don't appeal to people as much as uh, people who make uh, more edgy jokes. Cause, because people and let's and be honest, a lot of people make edgy jokes because it's yeah, fun. it's it's like that's not how people
1: talk. And when you're young, you like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like you want to read Nemesis.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think like that's it's it's an inevitability, and I I actually do agree with these anti PC assholes sometimes when they are like, stop, like Twitter should not ban an account for saying sexist stuff because it's that, like, they can say this stuff. But when you c- start
2: directing it at someone in particular, that's yes, harassment.
3: I, sure, I totally agree.
2: That's like, when Milo was just saying Milo stuff, I didn't like him, but I was fine with it. When he started saying Milo stuff to Leslie Jones, he deserves to be kicked off of Twitter. Well, same, same thing in public, though. If you go out and say,
3: you know... I hate Jews and hold up a sign, you can do that. But if when you go to a Jewish household and you're like, kill these Jews, all of a sudden now you have crossed the line where you are inciting, like, crimes against people.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of people don't understand the difference. Like, I know,
3: and, and and people will disagree with me, because they'll say yeah. saying I hate Jews is also inciting crime.
2: Where but, do you draw the line if, let's say, someone like Milo makes a... It's not a direct... Like, obviously he did direct things, but I'm saying in a similar situation where they make... You know, where they insinuate something or are just in general talking about something and then all of their, like, I'm trying to contextualize this better. Let's say, like, Milo says something and another celebrity responds to him and all of his fans rip that person apart and dox them and all that stuff. Is he held accountable for that?
3: The media would hold him accountable for it, but I don't think he. I don't think he should be. Okay, I, I mean agree. that's
1: been like the argument for a long time with a lot of people is yeah their fans do terrible things and they're like well I'm not responsible you know I'm not I'm not condoning their actions.
3: I I think again I'm gonna sound like an asshole here, but I do agree sometimes with the right wingers who are like this this type of association is not fair. Like when uh, Gabby Giffords got shot, uh, people yeah. were like oh fuck whoever said that you know play that ad with the target on her. But like it's like they. To say that, to to give someone that responsibility, like, oh, because I had this in my mind, I went and shot someone. It's like, no, the person who shot that person is is really the, the one responsible. And that's
2: what goes back to, like, when, you know, in the 80s, the, one of the big things that kicked off the music censorship thing was a boy killed himself while listening to Ozzy Osbourne. And yeah. that's, like, that's a tragedy, and that sucks, but, like, Ozzy shouldn't be punished for that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, to go to the other show, uh, uh
0: divisive issues, comics are the same treatment where, they they did get uh really shit on for because a lot of people who were the child delinquents happen to be comic readers, so there's like almost oh, a comics' fault that these are child yeah. delinquents. I will say that we
3: have that opinion is actually not like there are a lot of people who do think these people should be punished, and uh there are a lot of people on the left who are like, you are responsible when you say something and people
1: See but the, it, this gets into my second point about PewDiePie that's a bit different, is that he after all this happened um, he made a response video to this where he was calling out the Wall Street Journal on all these things and that the media, like, it's basically an attack piece against them because the media's never liked his money and he goes on to say things like you, you know all the media does is that they look for things like flaws in people to exploit and stuff and that um, that they're really clickbaity and he he frames it in such a way where it's about not trusting the media i'm not saying he should be like culpable for the nazi jokes but i'm saying this is what we're looking at going forward is now he he's made not just one but he made another response video where again he was attacking the media for making writing articles about him like I articles think he in should opinion be pieces.
2: allowed to do that no
1: I'm, I'm not saying he shouldn't i like i never made that argument
3: i understand the the slippery slope here because that's what all trump supporters are like fuck the media they're all lying but at yeah. the same time uh, he's also partially right that the media is clickbaity, does try yeah. to just dig up dirt on people so they can make a headline out of it. And that, that, like, they made this bed that they are now sleeping in, that people don't trust them because they were acting like scumfucks. And now when they're like, let's do investigative journalism, people are like, you are just trying to get ad revenue.
0: If we deny this, the parts of Trumpism and the alt-right that appeals to people, we're, we're just going to give them more, more, more people to recruit because we have to admit that there are... Think that Trump says they are right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I think a lot of his criticisms of the media can be seen as uh, a valid criticism when you say things like um, they're like, or PewDiePie said that they're just trying to find flaws in people. That that
2: is what they do. Yeah. But the thing that the thing that's problematic about that is like when I mentioned the Martin Luther King bus story, like the, they did everything they're supposed to do when they make a mistake. The New York Times did. They are. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. are
3: the, the. They are the exception though. Most journalists are much shadier than that. They. Yeah. Put clickbait headlines. They want you to click on shit, and then they just move on. They are just yeah. getting ad revenue. That's their main. Yeah. yeah. But
2: the thing that sucks is when you have an impressionable audience, like Trump voters or PewDiePie's audience. They can't understand the differences between a hit piece on MSNBC and a New York Times article. Yes,
1: exactly. Because
0: he called out stuff like it's like Verge and Vox. Like, and especially, like, the
2: Wall Street Journal is usually better than that. Wall Street Journal is not better than that. It's owned by Rupert Murdoch, by the way. No, but they're usually that. better than that. They're usually a pretty reputable newspaper. I disagree.
1: But he was calling out, like, all media is not being trustworthy. And I looked up a whole bunch of articles to see whether or not, like, what they are writing about. him. I still found stuff from, like, CNUT. Uh, Verge had two articles. One was an opinion piece that he attacked. The other Verge article was fine. Guardian, Wall Street Journal, Business Insider, AV Club. Even Kotaku wrote, like, a very measured piece about him complaining about the media. And in the Vox article, uh, at one point they compared, like, his uh, the style, the way he's dressing... To Hitler, and he pointed out, it's like, look how ridiculous this is. That there, uh, uh, Himmler, excuse me, the way he wears his glasses is like Himmler. Like, look how silly that is. Except Vox was quoting like the Daily Stormer that they were pointing that out. They're like, that's great that he's wearing more Nazi <laughs> style stuff. And he he doesn't put a redaction or like any kind of comment that what he said was wrong, because YouTubers don't have the same accountability as journalists. Where if they yeah. get a message wrong or if they only want to like parrot one message. They're still being allowed to do that, and people think that they're right because they look at the stuff that the media is doing, and they're like, oh, thank God they're not the media. Like, YouTubers are the right way to receive information. This
2: argument reminds me a lot of in the early days of The Daily Show being taken seriously, like in the early Bush years, I would see Jon Stewart go on a lot of shows where he would rip apart, like, Crossfire and different news shows, and mm-hmm, they'd be like, well, mm-hmm. you do the same thing. And he goes, no, but we're a comedy show. We don't we don't have to be held to a higher standard. And even though I'm a huge Jon Stewart fan, I found that bo- bothersome because, like, yeah. no, you are a news show. Like, don't pro- don't you can't hide behind comedy. It's
1: it's kind of like anywhere if you're if people are going to reliably get news f- from you or look up to you for information about stuff, like the way people are listening to PewDiePie about the Wall Street Journal, there needs to be some kind of like culpability.
2: Yeah. There. But how do you what
1: yeah, you're how do you enforce that? Well, that, that's that's a good question. I think
0: it's... Uh, my opinion is um, it's up to, like... Because, or, or, like, there is a there is a financial penalty for places like Twitter being yeah. a, high, uh, a hodgepodge of all writers. And they realize this. Like, that's why they start cracking down more but recently.
3: But they do use this as fuel. Like, every time a, a YouTube video gets taken down or a Twitter account gets banned, like the alt-right goes, or at least the communities that I've seen, they go nuts and they're like, the left is trying to censor our message because they don't want it to be heard. They like,
2: might have more rhetoric to sit on, but that 12-year-old has less videos to watch. Exactly. That's, that's my point on that. So, like, you know, that's what you gotta do. Like, as long as it actually violates yeah, the terms it of it service. it is
0: tricky. Yeah. You
2: know, I don't want to just, because I disagree with it, if they're actually harassing somebody... Okay, the harassment thing, I think we'll all agree on, but there are,
3: there are sometimes uh, things taken down that are not Harassment of a specific person. They're just hate it's
0: hate yeah. speech. But if they want like that uh straight up Nazis off their sites, well, I, think I think that's th- that's their prerogative because that's their site. I think YouTube sure. is an
2: interesting place, as is Twitter, because the ads aren't directly supporting the creators. Like in a newspaper, if you buy an order art- if you buy an ad at the New York Times, it's supporting the New York Times. And the New York Times staff, it's not like on YouTube, if I want to put an ad on YouTube I necessarily like if I pull that ad, it hurts everybody equally, not just PewDiePie. Yeah, it's not like he has a TV show where I can pull ads. I, for I that get, TV
3: I shows. get why these companies. I, I totally get why people, places like YouTube and Twitter do enforce this. It's just um, people do see this as a, a a big media organization saying this message is okay, this message is not, and and mm-hmm. we're yeah. choosing that somewhat arbitrarily. I know, but
0: I do think uh, everything's arbitrary if you look at it. Yeah, it is. When when when, when do you draw any line? And and but at the end of the day, places like Twitter and YouTube are used by every everyone, even little kids. and like the more the more even if these people these will always exist, they'll always exist. It's always a fact. The question is how accessible mainstream they are, and like, and that's uh, having it be so mainstream on YouTube is a problem. I agree. We also
1: have no idea what this is going to be doing to our society until like. Years and years yeah. later.
0: We didn't even realize what was happening underneath our feet until yeah. Trump election.
1: I've always felt like the invention of the internet was going to have a profound social impact
3: on, like, the way humans live. I mean, like most people do. Yeah. But, like, it's one of those things that you can't really understand it until it's, like, happening, I think. Yeah. It's, or, it's, or it's difficult to.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or, or you've, li- like, a whole generation has lived under it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, obviously, PewDiePie has a lot of ups and downs about him. And, like, I could see the supports. I could see the anti. But what about somebody else? Somebody
0: who hits a bit more close to home for me and down.
1: Oh, man. Okay, so our other discussion is not so great. Uh, it starts with U.S. Representative Steve King tweeting about immigration, saying we can't restore our civilization with somebody else's babies.
2: Yeah, he's a congressman from Iowa. So, you know, the peak of it, progressive. This
1: apparently. is also a very common... Uh,
3: Theme in these places like Daily Stormer, Stormfront, all these alt-right sites—they all say stuff like, um, "We are the white society has been cuckolded because we are raising uh, Hispanic and Black babies. Yeah. And we built this civilization with white people, even though like the Romans and the Greeks are like questionably right, white, but whatever."
1: Yeah, and so uh YouTube celebrity John Tron, whose real name is John Jafari, he has 3 million subscribers. and His real
0: one... name is Aryan, by the way. I want to point that out because it's fucking ironic yeah. or appropriate, I should say. Really? <laughs> yeah. John Aryan Jafari.
1: Yeah, he's uh, half Hungarian, half Iranian. He has 3 million subscribers and 1.8 million Twitter followers. He tweets, wow, how scandalous. Steve King doesn't want his country invaded by people who have contempt for his culture and people. Nazi! And, uh... He... Before all that had happened, he, he's been very critical of the regressive left, you know, where he, he made fun of the people protesting after Trump's election, and he, he's made some other comments. Just for too. a
2: little bit of context, who is he? I know he's a YouTuber. We should say our context, Daryl.
1: Yeah, I mean, saying YouTuber is like, that's
2: No, but I'm really... saying, like, what is he,
1: does he? He plays video games and comments over he them.
2: He's from he does... Game Grumps? Yeah, okay. uh,
0: me and me and Daryl, uh, we, uh, we to watch Game Grumps, and he was. And it's a show where two guys play video games, and somehow that led to us to this point where we were being betrayed by this fucking. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: yep, betrayed is a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, John starts arguing with a range of people after that, and eventually culminates in a late night debate with League of Legends streamer Destiny, and <laughs> here, yeah, I'm just going to read off some of the comments that Jafari made uh to give you an idea of what he's become. Uh the
0: monster he's become
1: these who are are Twitter comments, it's only white nations that aren't allowed to protect their culture. And if being a minority is such a great thing, why does no one else seem to want to be it? And uh so during the Destiny stream, Destiny asks John Tron, is your argument that Mexicans immigrating to the United States is going to turn it into Mexico? And Jon Tron said yes. And when pressed for why they come to the U.S., Jon Tron suggested uh, better handouts. He says that uh, abortion protesters are majority Muslim, minority Christian. He says it's okay if, uh, he used Destiny's words of brown people, enter the country, but they enter the gene pool eventually.
2: Now, was Destiny on his side? or No, he was arguing Wait, against okay. him,
1: but he, he'd say stuff It's like, what's the problem with the brown people coming over here?
2: Gotcha. Like
0: and destiny was like, uh, like kind of horrified on the stuff he said
3: yep especially because i i can almost understand why people are like oh they feel weird about their culture being changed by outsiders but like the gene pool is like getting to really weird
1: territory yeah. yes he said uh john said we've gotten rid of discrimination in our western nations that black lives matter doesn't disavow violence wealthy blacks commit more crimes than poor whites And he later uh, tweeted about this because everyone was like, this is the most crazy thing. And he sourced a Wall Street Journal article about how we incarcerate more rich black youths at a higher rate than white poor kids. And And he he, uh, used
2: that as evidence that they're committing more crimes, not of institutional racism? Yes. Obviously.
1: And he said... uh, when asked why black youths commit a disproportionate amount of crime, JonTron said, I don't want to incriminate myself. And then he goes on to point out, well, look how violent Africa is. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, he said a whole bunch of other dumb stuff. Like, they even asked, it's like, why do you think California is so, like, economically advantageous? He made some, like, weird question about, like, it's, it's just so much nonsense. The, the amount that I sat through to watch this debate.
2: Daryl, you're a true hero for the podcast. No, I'm not. I'm a fool.
1: <laughs> I, di- I didn't get one of you guys to do this.
2: <laughs> also
0: on Twitter, I saw his Twitter account. He-, he liked a bunch of Pepe avatars, and they were saying stuff like, "Because uh, uh, John Tran is part Iranian, and they said, oh, just because John Tran's from uh, Iran doesn't mean he's not one of us.' He has European blood, and he defends Western civilization with some Western culture. So, yeah, yeah,
1: one of his big arguments is that, like that that everyone coming from Europe is fine. It's everywhere else that's questionable.
2: Is he? Where was he born?
1: He was born here in the United States. His okay. parents are immigrants, though, and okay. a lot
3: of, but a lot of Iranians themselves do consider themselves like more white. Mm-hmm. Than yeah, like they're yeah, Not he... they're not ethnically Arab. They
0: are like in, in general, like there's, there's a, a lot of this shit going around now. You can. See. It's always been going around, but but like there's more examples, prominent now. Like like they had like. A Hispanic woman got her husband taken away from the deportation forces because she said, "I didn't think he was going to deportate My Hispanic husband. I thought he was going to deportate bad Hispanic people. Yeah. <laughs> like basically, every, every like they want. Like John doesn't imagine the future where he might be getting kicked out of the country or anything. He he just imagines like I'm obviously safe, so I'm going to kick out people who are like me, but like are a little bit more. But I
2: mean, if he was born in America, like well,
3: also uh, there. <laughs> this is getting into weird territory, but the the like the actual Nazis when they used the term "Aryan," they were talking about these people that spread culture in ancient times from like I- iran area like that's why probably why his middle name is aryan because the aryans were a group of people that were like pretty white and they some people believe spread their civilization to places like india like the middle east like greece and rome so some people like hitler thought that the aryans were the first like like proto-europeans yeah and that- hitler,
0: hitler and they it to that uh, the jews Uh, diluted the bloodline. And now uh, John Jafari is saying, I'm worried that the Muslims and Mexicans are going to dilute the bloodline. So it's the same shit. Yeah. Yeah. And he might
3: see himself as being like, well I'm Iranian. I'm not brown people. I am (laughs) from this ancient lineage.
0: So he's just a piece of shit. Yeah, Yeah, that's (laughs) That's basically.
1: (laughs) That's a lot less vague on like well, you shouldn't be calling him this or that. It's like, man, he said some racist ass shit. And I will
3: say these are pretty, again, pretty common views on these alt-right uh, communities. If yeah. you go on, on places like Arthur Donald, they try to not see themselves as racist, but they, they try to not things. see
2: themselves.
0: <laughs> and then, yeah. and like, and we talk about like how the gamer, uh, gamer culture kind of normalizes the alt-right culture. Like you have all John Tron's uh, supporters. Uh, you can see on his forums they're trying to defend him now, like saying, "Oh, you fucking, it's a trying to censor him." And uh, he has just a point now that I think we about it. We
2: keep saying SJWs. I don't know if we've ever actually defined them as social justice warriors. Social justice the warriors. There you go. <laughs> and, uh, and you
0: so you have like now, and you have other YouTubers who uh, like John Sean like as a person. So they're like, oh, they've been kind of harsh on him. So like it uh, normalizes it in. in yeah, a, this a
1: way. this was one of the problems. Is not only him saying all this stuff, but then it was seeing the responses because during PewDiePie, like all of YouTube, a lot of big figureheads of YouTube, like H three H three. And Philip DeFranco, they all rallied behind uh, PewDiePie for that. And you had someone like Jacksepticeye who criticized uh, Felix a bit for what he did, and he got like lambasted for doing that. He was yelled at. It's like, how dare you not rally behind him in his time of need? By saying that making Nazi jokes is dumb when you have a partnership with Disney. Yeah, and then <laughs> now you have the Jontron subs to come out, and it's like, who's gonna like rally behind Jon and do this? And everyone's pivot that they're making is that it's more about like defending him free from attack, yeah, or like free speech. It's not defending what he said because no one's like come out and uh, supported what he said, but they're condemning the attacks against him. Like, Toll Biscuit came out and he he did like two different SoundCloud files about. How this one gawker based website attacking him was super unfair, and it was like a 20 minute rant against that. And then he did another rant about how uh, Jontron being attacked like you shouldn't try and make it into a witch hunt. And this was a guy that he uh, he was a big, he targeted Zoe Quinn early on during the Gamergate years. And came oh, really, told Bisky
0: to do that? Yeah. Oh,
1: he's done some considerably shitty things to women in gaming and stuff. Well
2: first they came for first they came for the nuanced views on the media and discussion, and then they came for the neo Nazis and we did not speak out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but but there's there's this whole like Cabal of YouTubers that are staying silent on the issue, or they're criticizing the people that are criticizing him, trying to paint it more as like a both sides
0: are being just as bad, and that like John has but being values. a Ryan, uh, uh, just being a Ryan, <laughs> why do you
2: think I'm a fucking centrist?
0: <laughs> I don't know, I just find it funny to see. Just like fascist Phil's centrist, no toast Ryan.
1: <laughs> and it's one of the questions where if, if they're not going to call out this, at what point are they going to call out other YouTubers for doing yeah. this yeah. kind of thing? Because they'll come out, like a lot of them. Do just cover games, but they'll break their act to discuss this stuff and being like, hey, you need to be nice to PewDiePie. We need to stand behind him like this is unfair. But then yeah. something like this happens. They're like, eh, we'll like, let John Sean grow. We're either not uh, going to cover it like Philip DeFranco or we're just going to ignore it or like boogie. We're going to try and like everyone needs to be civil with each other. When John's
2: saying that colored people dilute white jeans. Do you yeah. think this one of the, this might be a silly question? But do you think one of the reasons why mainstream culture doesn't take this seriously is because they're all really silly usernames? I I think it's more just the fact that... No, but I mean, do you think it's easy to belittle this conversation because you're like, why should we talk about the merits of PewDiePie? Yeah, maybe. I feel like that makes it hard to have a, like... Adult conversation about it, but, but I think in general it's more the fact that me the
0: the uh, mainstream media doesn't respect internet culture in general. Like if you ask yeah, that's fair. if you ask like uh, and people like the Young Turks and stuff like that, they'll say like they you have trouble finding investors because people are like internet news. That's fucking bullshit. Uh, CNN. That's where the money is, and the, the same thing goes for entertainment stuff. People still just see as a like now they're doing it more. That's why you have Disney and other people supporting it, but still view it as. Uh, like this uh, there's just a, a toy that people play with it's not something that you it's not something that like the, the mainstream it will never be mainstream basically especially yeah.
3: what's yeah even though some people like they spend from most of their day on the internet that is like their, their that is their social interaction with other people mm-hmm. yeah
0: and not, not just in, not just those extreme cases but just people like kids in general they watch a lot of people watch more internet than they watch TV
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah I know I certainly do yeah Same. me
0: too
1: and like I talk to you guys through the internet since I don't live close and, like, that's yeah, and that's how I became a Neonauts.
2: Yeah, and so we're all <laughs> uh,
0: I've been all right. <laughs> and that's
2: also how we talk to our beautiful listeners, right? Yeah. Right. Our viewers. <laughs> oh, yeah, and no, I need to
1: bring yeah. up that both PewDiePie and JonTron have gained subscribers because of all this stuff.
2: Oh. Of course they have.
1: JonTron actually, he lost some for, like, a day or two, and then it went back to normal. Like it, He he clearly has not taken a hit from this.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's one thing I worry about, too, is uh, and I want to bring it up... Is that now the punishment for being a Nazi in public? Uh, there's no financial punishment, first of all, and there's no social punishment either.
1: Yeah, but that's because there are people who believe these views. <laughs> yeah, you're you're being condemned more for calling someone like a yeah. Nazi or a neo-Nazi. Yeah. Like that that was another thing people were tar- uh, attacking the people they were attacking. John is because they're like you can't call him a neo-Nazi. Like you're just gonna use that word everywhere. And it's like I agree, you shouldn't throw out labels half-heartedly. Like. Uh, at no point was p a neo-Nazi? And so that's what the discussion shouldn't be about. It should be about whether or not you can make the jokes and stuff, which we covered earlier in whether the Whether you episode. can
0: make a racist joke, uh, Nazi jokes and stuff.
1: A, a lot of those people, unfortunately, made the, the discussion about that, which brought people to rally behind him. And you even see yeah. that happening with JonTron, where pe- people rally behind him because they're like, I don't know what he said. I saw this argument a lot. I don't know what he specifically he said or the facts behind it but it's like this left the problem with this left is going too far they're pulling him from ukulele like
0: this is too ridiculous oh yeah by the way so ukulele is a game they they, they had john tron's voice actor and they got rid of him and people are like, this is a violation of this free speech. I have to say this because no so many of these people don't fucking understand the First Amendment. <laughs> First Amendment protects your speech from the fucking government, not from private fucking companies. You're not, they don't yeah. have any obligation to fucking keep you on their staff, keep you, you on their site. You can't go side. to
2: jail, but you can lose money and your job. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people don't actually
3: realize that. The Bill of Rights is rights protected from the government. Yes. Like, the government cannot...
1: Seize uh, your arms.
3: Yeah, yeah. pass a law respecting uh, religion or... Whatever. Like you you can't go
0: to a place and say I'm going to keep my gun in my pockets because I have the right to bear arms. No, the store will say like you have a store policy here, no guns here, get the fuck out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Playtonic's been under. They're the ukulele developers. They've been under attack recently on the Steam forums. They've been absolutely bombarded with a lot of uh, alt-right people.
2: For the record, they are making what looks like the most wholesome game I've ever seen. So I understand their stance. Yeah. All right. Do we got anything else? Uh, That's pretty much it. Not about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we didn't change your mind?
2: <laughs> no, I understand. I think that this is important stuff. And I think as we enter into the internet age, we're having new conversations on censorship and things like that that I think are important conversations to have. I
1: think it's especially going to be important as going forward and we see older generations and like parents die that when the newer generation is getting brought up, it's like where are they getting their information from if they don't trust the media? Yeah. And again, like like Phil was pointing out too, it's like, what are we supposed, like, what are we going to do about that if someone only gets their information from Breitbart or Heat Street or the, the Daily Stormer?
2: And we're also seeing a big increase in the government's use of Twitter too. Like Trump, there are questions of, are his tweets protected by the Presidential Records Act? Or is he allowed to tweet about businesses tanking their stock? Like Yeah, where... yeah, because
1: that has a lot of gravitas behind it.
2: Yeah. yeah, when the president tweets that your company sucks, it dis- it can destroy your stock. Yeah. yeah. So, do we censor that stuff? How does that... Is that a conflict of interest? Like, these are questions that we have to have, and I think the big focus on, like, the cases like PewDiePie, I think that's an important way to have the conversation. So, you guys have convinced me. Yes.
3: What about you, Phil? I'm um, still in the middle.
2: <laughs> I'm, like, I understand.
3: I understand why it's important, but... I'm still probably not going to sit here and listen to John trying to research. I'm not saying...
0: So. I never say she I'm just saying that this is something we should all be conscious about.
3: Yes. Conscious about it yeah. for sure. Um, but there are many, many topics of alt... Or maybe problematic ideology getting into the mainstream besides this, I think. Yeah. Okay. So
2: um, I would really I think we're gonna have some Discussions on this episode In the Facebook group so everyone should join Because that's basically Where all these articles came from. Well not articles but that's where like a lot of these talking points came from So I'd love To have everyone else get in on the Discussion And while you're doing all that stuff You should rate and review and subscribe on iTunes And Stitcher and all that stuff yeah. And I have a big Announcement the Comrade Radio Network has a new show that is the it is the opposite of toxic masculinity <laughs> and it's called Falling in Love Montage and it's two sisters that are analyzing chick flicks from like a lot of them are from feminist perspectives and do they hold up even like a decade later and it's it's really great uh, their early episodes I listened to the train wreck episode and they start talking a lot about like the school shooting and the Republican re- I mean not the school shooting, the movie theater shooting when that movie debuted and how mm, like it yeah, was a response. Shooting? Yeah, was wasn't Aurora the Dark Knight? Dark yeah. Knight was Aurora. Yeah. So this was there was a shooting at a train wreck premiere oh. because like Amy Schumer became like this like big feminist icon for a while. And, like, they talk about the ramifications of that. And that's one that I would definitely recommend. It's a little... It's pretty early, so the audio quality is not the greatest. But I think the episode's fantastic. I've also heard their Ghostbusters episode from Owen is really, really good. And they, Leslie Jones is in that. So I don't know if they talk about the controversy stuff. I assume they do, but I haven't listened to it yet.
0: Well, that controversy happened a while after the movie came out, so who knows?
2: Well, no, but it also... There was a lot of... It wasn't just, like... Leading up to it, you didn't hear anything. I know, but, like, it wasn't, like... I,
0: I, when, it was, when it was, when it was like, during the movie, I thought it was just more Twitter bullshit, and then it blew up into something... Yeah, really but I
2: don't know, because I started from the beginning, and I'm not caught up yet. You start from the bottom, now you're here. Yeah, but it's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful show, and Helen and Valerie are amazing. And uh, you should check out their show and all the other ones at comraderadio.com. Cool. And I think that's... Is there anything else I'm supposed to say? Oh! Very quickly... Uh, We talk a lot about, like, things that people can do and, like, activism and everything. I just want to point out that a lot of Republican congressmen said that the reason why they couldn't vote for the American Health Care Act was because of phone calls from constituents. And people got thousands and thousands of anti-phone calls and only a couple dozen pro. So it does make a difference. And it's it's nice to have some good news every once in a while when we record so if you feel something is wrong or you think that stuff that's happening in the government is problematic you should call your congressman it makes a real difference if you feel something say something yeah no, it's, much. it's true though
3: they, these guys at the end of the day they want to keep their job and if they think they're going to be voted out over something they're not going to do it
2: yeah yeah so that's all i want to say but that's what i got
0: all right, then. Uh, thank you all for listening. I've been PewDiePie. I've been uh, a lot of edgy 12-year-old
3: jokes. I've been incarcerated at a lower rate than black rich people.
1: <laughs> and I've been diluting the gene pool.
0: Oops, I up the podcast.
2: .com, independent podcasting network.